and we are live hello welcome back i'm ben and i'm lillian and welcome back to clee geeking with cannabis geeking cannabis geeking cannabis sorry i don't know why she lets me smoke so much and then talking to a microphone that's that's a (laughs) wonderful decision on your part hey as long as it's intellectual and we're having a good conversation and we're trying to better society and make a path for the future definitely yeah and i think today we definitely are going to expose some beautiful truths and um I don't know. We're going to talk about HIV and cannabis. And so I am positive undetectable. And that is what allows me to get a med card. And it is honestly one of the best, best things that's ever happened. Because now I get access to really good medicine. And um, yeah, I get so access to high quality medicine. And it helps. How does it help you every day? In what so, ways? Oh, so, like, um, if I wake up early, like, because, like, now now I work late, and I'm, like, up until four in the morning, so normally I'm sleeping in the afternoons, but um, if I wake up early, then, like, I can smoke, and it gives me the munchies, and then I can, like, start my day with, like, food, because normally my body clock, like, isn't, normally I wouldn't be hungry then, um, but it also helps a lot with, like, some of the just day-to-day like anxiety and depression um it's so like what it's actually approved for is for cachexia syndrome which i do not have thank heavens and um it's it's called wasting syndrome because when when your disease has gotten to the point where it uh transforms from hiv into aids you will begin to waste away cachexia is not um, a common um, symptom of of having HIV, but if uh, a lot of times there's there's a lot of mental things that go on with having uh, HIV, and so like it kind of helps me sort through that too, you know. So how is HIV transferred to other people? Oh, so yeah. Um, and are there any misconceptions about that? Yeah, everyone. Uh, the biggest misconception is that you can get it from, like, kissing, and that's actually the least... It's damn near impossible. You would need gallons of spit to 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 transfer the disease. That doesn't mean, like, oh, over years of kissing somebody that you're going to get HIV. Like, no, that's not how it works. It would need gallons of spit each time you kiss them, mm. like, to to transfer the disease. But it can be transferred through five bodily fluids so obviously semen um you can also transfer it through blood you can that's why um most a lot of people that share dirty needles uh that's how the disease is transferred that hep c um a couple other nasty things um but you can so you have semen you have blood you can get it from breast milk um but hopefully you I'm sure at some point um, they would have put you on preventative medicine like Bictarvi or Discovi, and you wouldn't be able to transfer it to your baby. Um, so semen, blood, breast milk. Um, I'm going to have to Google the other two. Um, but let's find out. So 
how does HIV turn into AIDS? And there are differences, right, for those out there listening that may not know? Yes, yes, there are. So HIV is... Um, HIV is just that you have the disease um, in your body and that your T cells, which are your immune cells, um, are low. Uh, the virus affects the immune system. So it basically makes the immune system attack itself. So the more virus you have in your blood, the longer you have it without knowing, um, the, the worse it can become, uh, the worse your immune system becomes so being undetectable it keeps my viral count very low um so low that they can't find it in tests so i cannot spread this disease and um if they are on prep it re reduces the risk of getting hiv by almost 99 percent okay yeah i think it's like 99.4 percent don't quote me on that but um PrEP redu severely reduces the risk of HIV, and Bictarvi allows me to um, not be afraid to still, like, sleep with people. I mean, mm -hmm. like, I'm 23. It would be a tragedy. I mean, if I couldn't... Well, that's a different podcast. But, um, yeah, I can still have people over, and I don't have to uh, live in fear of this disease. Mm -hmm. And neither do others, because... They're not going to get it from me. Yeah. Um, so blood, semen, rectal fluids, vaginal fluids, and breast milk. Hmm. Yeah, those are the five. I forgot rectal fluids is a thing. Your your butt actually does self-lubricate, which is very handy. I still suggest you bring lubrication anyway. But Or poppers. Can we talk about other drugs on this podcast? Um... If you go to my episode with the hippies that started smoking cannabis in America mm -hmm. back in the day, they talk about other drugs. It's in season two. Nice. I have an episode with Mario Palagi and Douglas. Who are these people? They are my parents' friends that they have met in their older age now that they are not so much of wild childs anymore, but they are wonderful people. But they used to be. I mean, hey, once you're once a hippie, always a hippie. You mm -hmm. smell the good good, and you're going to pull out your bowl too, you know? Or at least enjoy the smell. Yeah, or at least enjoy the smell and, like, pray for a contact. Mm -hmm. Contact. But, yeah. So what was the hardest thing to accept? with HIV when you first found out? Or was it easy? Was it a breeze? It was, it, yeah, so it was actually really easy just because I knew that the medicine now... So there used to be AZT, which actually is like... Uh, it was terrible. It was causing a lot of health problems. I mean, it was a fix, but luckily we no longer have um, AZT to take. We've, we've advanced the medicine. Um, so I knew there was something out there that was um, allowing me to still live i had heard of undetectable i couldn't remember at the time what it meant but now i know that u equals u undetectable equals untransmittable and so i can't transmit this disease um the doctor i don't know maybe more people are dramatic about it but she was she was all 
like whole holy sitcom soap opera it was it was phenomenal she grabbed my thigh really heavy and she goes we have some bad news and i said okay and she's like you're positive and she grasped my hand and looked away like starkly at the wall expecting me i don't know like what she wanted but like i was like okay is there medicine for it am i going to die like is this like because knowing that undetectable is a thing i know i couldn't think of the word undetectable at the time but i like had this pre i was like okay i'm not i'm not going to die so like what's next mm-hmm. like okay and so like she's there doing her thing and like uh, i don't know like the nurse had like tissues and kleenex like available she's standing in the corner like holding them and the doctor looks back at me and goes um well we have some medicine and i said yeah can i take it like do you just have it and like can i i I live across the street from a cvs like Mm -hmm. i get can i take it she was like no you you have to get more blood work done and i was like no 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 no. you already took my blood you took like 12 vials of blood the first time to double check that i had this disease you didn't do anything else like I, I was i was actually kind of upset at her because i was like no listen and, and like in this next month that it takes for you guys to do more tests am i going to die because like i was i was very uneducated about the subject mm-hmm. a lot of people um still in the gay community are kind of um uneducated about it which is which is a shame because uh, we we already are a community divided, and we tend to ostracize the things that we don't understand. Um, it's very mean girls in the gay community in some parts, in some parts. But um, but yeah. So then I got more blood work done, and I hate needles. Absolutely loathe them. It is the bane of my existence that time of year. They're like you're supposed to get it done every six months, but my doctor is very nice. She only sticks me once a year. That's good. Yeah, and nothing changes because like the the medicine is is working. So like it's actually kind of fascinating. Um there was a patient X, he's called. He or she, I'm not sure. Uh they're just referred to as patient X and they were completely cured of their HIV. Really? Yes. Do you know what year that was and why haven't they made that kind of medicine like available to everyone? Do you think it's because they're making so much money off of the medicine that people have to take for HIV? Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? I was Googling patient X. No, you're fine. Um, my question was, do you think that pharma- pharmaceutical companies are keeping this medicine from millions of people from taking it because of hiv and they're making a lot of money off of the pills that these people have to take every single day like how often do you have to take your hiv pills um so i don't think i think this is probably one of the better pharmaceutical industries one of the okay i mean there's not such a thing as like good pharma but um this one genuinely doesn't feel like they're hiding this medicine okay but at the same time, I'm sure there are other gay men. This is this is just my opinion as a 23 year old who grew up and did not have to worry about the AIDS uh, crisis, the AIDS epidemic. I came into it where it's kind of gotten a little bit better. Um, it, well, it's gotten a lot better. 
all of a sudden, look, I can't transmit this disease. But uh, I have to take a pill every day. Um, they have now come out with a shot that you take once a month. Um, I'm on Victarvi, which is 99.6% effective. Discovi is 99.8% effective. Um, obviously, abstinence is the best way mm-hmm. for <laughs> for not getting any STIs. Yep. Stick with your hands and a sock, men. I don't know what women do, but ride the broomstick, know. honey. <laughs> Can I say that? I'm so sorry. Never mind. Don't listen to me. We do not recommend doing any of the things mentioned. <laughs> we already had a disclaimer. We did we have the disclaimer at the beginning? Okay. We if should mention that we are the Cleveland School of Cannabis students and we do our best to do factual research and that's why you'll hear us like going onto our phone just to make sure that we're saying the right information and even though we have our research that we do and we have this base knowledge from our classes, like we still recommend that you do your own research and information. We do not recommend that you do anything illegal. If you are at the age of 21 and you have adult use and medical use in your state and you have your medical card, then consume at your own risk. But remember, start low and slow and just make sure to do your own research. Yeah, what she said. We do not recommend doing anything illegal. Um, I'm not going to say whether or not I have done anything illegal, but it's neither here nor there. Um, We are here to talk about HIV, and I just found the... Patient X? Yes. um, So there's actually been two people. I was mistaken. I'm so sorry. uh, So patient X and uh, the Berlin patient. Okay. Um... For the second time, this is coming from Stat News. Uh, it was released on March 4th, 2019. Um, and it says, for the second time, doctors appear to have put HIV into quote-unquote sustained remission with a stem cell transplant, effectively clearing the recipient. Their work, which was published in Nature and will be presented at the annual conference on retroviruses and opportunistic infections in Seattle on Tuesday, may encourage scientists working on new gene therapies based on similar principles and give hope to those living with the infection. So what year was that? This was in 2019. Okay, so they're just starting to finally get it. Yeah, so we, in 2019, there were two people, two patients in the world who were cured of HIV. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that Magic Johnson is also cured of his HIV just because he at the time he was coming up through it and had the money to pay for the the better. I feel like he's he's effectively as well cured. So who's Magic Mike? Not Magic Mike. <laughs> I wish. If, who is Magic Mike? Can you come over and visit my apartment a little later? Ow. Um but uh Magic Johnson, he was a uh basketball player, NBA player. I I'm not a sportsy kind of man, so I'm not sure for who. But um, probably for the Magic. Magic Johnson. <laughs> Wait, who did you say originally? <laughs> I said Magic Johnson originally. Oh, okay. You said Magic Mike. <laughs> then I just got I the name wrong. I still would love a Matthew McConaughey to come over to my house and just, you know, do watercolor paintings with me. Maybe we could play some Monopoly. <laughs> do a puzzle. 
Do you think he would want a net? <laughs> I'll show him the library <laughs> and the study. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Magic Johnson. <laughs> who is who is he? He had uh, HIV. But like, what is he known for? Because I have never heard of this man in my life. And it, so is it like rumored that he is cured from HIV or is it like a known thing? I mean, well, so he was in the NBA and in 91, 92-ish, he found out he had HIV. Um, but because he was so wealthy, I don't really think he had to worry about it. But just because he could afford the best medicine available at the time i think right now he's at the point probably because i'm sure he was getting the first batch of whatever i'm not sure if he's been cured of his hiv i don't think so but it's so well under control that it's basically the same okay as a cure, you know does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah sorry so yeah that's magic johnson um one day I will be, I'm claiming this now, it's in the universe forever. I will be as wealthy as Magic Johnson, and I will also be as healthy as the Berlin patient. And, I mean, wealth is a state of mind. Right. It could either be physical or right. mental. Uh, right. There's so much more than just financial wealth. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it was, it was kind of like, okay, um, when I first found out I had HIV, it was like, so... I was also kind of upset that it kind of took away my, like, oh, if I die, like, now what do I have to do? Like, it, gave, but it kind of also did give me a reason to start a bucket list. It reminded me that, oh, yeah, okay, we're all going to die. Everything dies. So, like, what do I want to do? And, mm-hmm. like, I've continued to, like, make small goals. Like, I wanted to have an apartment. And so I have an apartment. I yeah. wanted to, um, graduate college so i graduated from the cleveland school of cannabis mm-hmm. right um i wanted to be a professional stoner so now i have my dispensary license and i can be a professional stoner um and help people and help people i wanted to ramble on about weed and definitely this season i've gotten to ramble about weed yeah yeah and all what is even though are you talking about the season of the uh, the podcast what other seasons would there be? I mean, I talk about weed, whether it's spring, winter, Yeah, fall. that's the other yeah. season I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I will talk about weed to anyone for any reason, because why not? Yeah. I've got books in my library, the Cannabis Grow Bible. I've got The Emperor Wears No Clothes. There are a lot of good books. That, like, honestly, like you said earlier, do your research. There's mm-hmm. so much information out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that cannabis affects... Uh, HIV patients and I have like six or seven research articles that I have not read super in depth yet because adulting well you just said to read so yeah, you'll read so them eventually I will read them eventually they're sitting in my mailbox it's fine yeah so what are your favorite strains to use to help with your HIV and what are the symptoms and what is the effects that you're looking for with your cannabis? So like for me, I'm basically just treating the symptoms of HIV. There is no cure for HIV yet. 
I mean, there is. We just talked about Project the Berlin mm-hmm. uh, and patient, patient X and patient X, but there's no official cure for HIV yet. So I have to treat the symptoms that come with it, which honestly, I'm not entirely. I've this medicine I've noticed no side effects with. So I'm very happy to like say that. Um, so I use I use the cannabis for all the mental things that come with it, because it is it's really, uh, it's it's kind of obnoxious to go on some of these like hookup apps like Tinder hookup apps dating apps. Um, we we speak the truth here, damn it. Um, <laughs> but no, it's annoying to go on some of these apps like Grinder or Tinder or Bumble or. Um, whatever uh, there's so many so mm-hmm. many and then just to run into uneducated people that automatically are close-minded and so it's it's kind of annoying but it's also a beautiful time to like teach someone I mean at, at that point if I have to go into like all you equals you I know that they most likely aren't coming over most likely mm-hmm. but um it's still good to just get that uh get that out there cuz then they even if they never think about it again once they hear it again they'll be more prepared and like mm-hmm. cuz rejection sucks nobody wants to be rejected and like yeah. yeah yeah nobody wants to whether it's for friendship or just at work or any societal situation right the societal situations of gay men though are behind closed doors or anywhere really we just mm-hmm. kind of everywhere because um, we are everywhere we make your clothes your music your art your children just kidding we don't make your children but maybe we probably could if we tried and that I think that's what honestly a lot of the gay men are doing trying to make children and that's how HIV gets spread but not anymore because we have medicine for it. Sorry, I could not think about what we were talking about. And I was like, okay, how do we circle this? It's fine. You circled it really well. Thank you. Yeah, geometry. <laughs> Who says math isn't important? It is very important. It is. But you know what? I I think in school, at least at high school, I don't know if how you think about this, but oh, I believe school. that they didn't teach us good math. Like they taught us things that are very important and that we'll use. Like if you are going into engineering, then you need calculus. Yes. I think that they, so I have a, I have a background as a teacher. I, my original um, major was Spanish education. Okay. Um, and I think that the math classes I think Common Core is terrible, but um, I also haven't really paid much attention to the recent uh, Common Core. But back in back when they first came out with it, it was terrible. Um, they teach us how to think. They teach us how to mm-hmm. use logic. They teach us, and math is the ultimate logic because it is. You cannot numbers don't lie. You yeah. cannot argue with the numbers unless you did something incorrectly. But if done correctly, then you cannot lie. They, with math and in that aspect i completely agree i just think we needed like classes on how to pay your taxes oh yeah but that's i mean that includes math but i wouldn't Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say that would be a specific math class i feel like they need to bring back the whole homac class how do you pay your taxes 
how do you plan a budget so that mm-hmm. you can make sure that you can pay your rent and uh, buy groceries and get dog food and get um, get to work on time so that you can continue to mm-hmm. yeah they don't they don't necessarily teach that anymore life yeah. skills life skills logic is important and that is math <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, no no ow fuck ow that hurt <laughs> sorry he just bumped the table for yeah. anyone listening um i got really excited <laughs> um but no yeah math math is important math is stupid i suck at math i i, love I loved math, math. I, I adored it choices geometry i wasn't okay, good geometry at it was fun i liked geometry it made so much sense <laughs> proofs yeah why did i get the answer right um, let me write it out for you see that's the two sides of the brain right do you know which side's which I believe I'm right-brained, which is slightly more creative and artistic, and mm-hmm. you are left-brained, which is logical. And analytical. And analytical. But I have a strong connection to my right brain as well. Nice. I Also same. Also same. Because sometimes pure logic is just wonderful to have. And you love researching. Dude, I do. It is so wonderful. And the minute that I got HIV, I started to do research into it and mm-hmm. say, okay, what is this disease? How does it affect people? What is the research on the medicine? How does this affect my body? And then I partnered that with research into Ayurveda to say, okay, what can I eat that is going to help boost my immune system while also like trying to just mess with the HIV? Because So there's an herb called fennel that is recommended for HIV patients. I'm not saying this is a cure. I'm not. It, I have certificates saying that I'm knowledgeable in this area, but I'm not a doctor. I am not a trained herbalist. I am not a trained anything except for stoner. I'm a trained stoner. I'm a professional. <laughs> stoner. Stoner. Yes. Um. But they, there was something that I read in a book, and it said you could use fennel for the treatment of HIV. And I was like, okay. That's a very Western Western idea of what herbalism is. One disease, one herb. And, like, diseases are so complicated that it's not solely about finding the perfect herb for one thing. Like, oh, I have a cold. Let me go get my marshmallow from from the garden and i'm gonna you grow marshmallows in your garden (laughs) no well yes but no (laughs) um not marshmallows like you would think at the store marshmallow the herb oh which is um (laughs) 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 yes it's just uh not the ones you roast in a fire no you will not be making s'mores you would be making like a tea okay yeah um and marshmallow actually would probably not be all that great for the common cold so don't do that okay but um i have a common cold so i'm not just going to take only marshmallow Mm -hmm. i'm going to take like uh juniper berries and ginger and um allspice and star anise and treat a multiple of different things all of those have an important role to play it's kind of like uh we have the entourage effect Mm -hmm. in cannabis and you want all of those cannabinoids to interact in the body the cold is made up of like 10 different viruses. So you want to not only prevent the symptoms, I'm not going to say treat the symptoms, but prevent them. Um, but you also want to maintain that wellness for afterwards. So to treat the cold, you would drink the tea of 
juniper berry, allspice, star anise. Um, I would even put like some catnip and bayberry bark in it. Um, and that would treat the symptoms right there and then. But preventative medicine is continuing to do that. Maybe every day you ha start your morning with lemon and ginger tea. I know you have, what do you do? You have the... Apple cider vinegar and honey. Yes. And then I'll do like a green tea with it. Yes, and honey is... Well, green tea is already an immune booster. Honey has um, uh, micro uh, antimicrobial effects. As long as you don't boil it past, I think it's like 40 degrees Celsius, which is 212 boiling Fahrenheit. Okay. I forget what Celsius boiling point is. No, that's a hundred degrees. No. I'm I don't I'm don't know. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not familiar either, but someone told me once it's Here, wait, let's look it up. We'll Google it. But you don't want to destroy the honey and if you get it to boiling point or pour boiling water over it, you have a chance of destroying the honey and its uh, antimicrobial properties. It's two hundred and twelve degrees Fahrenheit, a hundred degrees Celsius, so okay. you are correct. I don't know where I got the 40 degrees Celsius. Maybe I meant Fahrenheit. I don't know. I'll have to ask Elena later. Should not say things without having the correct information. That's okay. That's why we double check. Thank heavens for Google. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And if, if you hear anything and you're like, hey, this is wrong, do your research. Tell us. That's, that's kind of the point. This is all kind of a new learning experience for... And I mean, cannabis knowledge is changing all the time. So yeah. if we get something wrong, then we'll happily change it, you know, and put yeah. the right knowledge out there. Or if you're an infectious disease specialist and you're like, hey, what you were saying about HIV is incorrect, then please let us know and we will have you on here to talk about it because, like, you, well, you have knowledge. Mm -hmm. We're just scratching the surface of oh, these yeah. topics. Yeah. The only thing we know for sure is that we know absolutely nothing. Who's that from? Plato. I love that. Yeah. Or maybe Socrates. Shit, I can't remember anything. Oh my gosh. One <laughs> of the old philosophers. Um, I believe it is Plato, though. Um, so do you have any last words for anybody out there listening to this podcast about you talking about HIV? Don't be afraid of it. It uh, Sidebar, it is from Plato. I was correct. Nice. Um, don't second-guess yourself. Yeah, right? Follow your intuition because it's, it's very rarely wrong. Um, yeah, don't be afraid of HIV. Get educated about it. It's okay. Like, it, it is scary. It can be scary. Go to their little group meetings and things because at first it's pretty fun and they give you a bunch of free food. And who doesn't want good free and it's not like oh free hospital food like no it's like they like order like 12 pizzas one day mm. we had a taco night from barrio which is like a really good taco place if you're in lakewood or cleveland area you know what barrio is lily has not had the experience yet but we'll go there okay yeah it'll be great tacos taco thursday yes taco thursday yep yeah. for dinner okay yeah yeah don't be afraid of hiv um and if you are afraid of HIV, just like come over my my apartment and I'll 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 educate you. Just kidding. No, go to go find your uh, LGBT center. Um, go volunteer with the AIDS task force here in Cleveland. We have an AIDS task force. Um, talk to them. Uh, talk to your doctor. There's mm -hmm. a, there's a lot of things because it's not just about getting HIV. Well, it is. It's scary. Don't be afraid. Go get your blood work done. Mm -hmm. 
then then it really like you can show people your paperwork and then it's not scary and you can be like look you're not gonna get a paperwork helps research do your research do your research that's the most important thing yes okay well (laughs) thank you for tuning on to this episode of geeking cannabis i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you listen to more yes thank you peace